We are the Driveway Athletes. I'm Jack, joined today by the Parlay Prince, William Anthony, here to bring us his six-pack of picks for the week. Now, before we get into that six-pack of picks, Parlay Prince, how you how are your fantasy teams doing? Well, I'm five and two, four and three. I hate Thursday night football because last night was it was an okay night. It wasn't a great night. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Aaron Rodgers at halftime had about two or three points. So Kyler Murray didn't do anything for me in my other league. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle to win in that league. But we're, we're hanging tough. I mean, I have good teams, so I'm I'm confident. I just want to get in the playoffs. That's all. Get, get into playoffs. I'm confident I'll be able to succeed. Once you get in, it's a tournament. You know, like yeah. that's really the the long and short of fantasy. You just need, you know, like you need the right matchup and the right level of heat uh, when it starts. Because um, all you have to do is win your matchup. Um, that's and, it. And it's, and it's a tournament. It's not. Look, I like it being a playoff because um, it gives you the chance to feel like, ah, you know what, you, you know what, like I didn't have a great regular season, but once the playoff starts, anything can happen. Um, but also, I feel like we've we've made this game up out of whole cloth, you know, and we've set some rules based on like real football and some other ones not. And um, being on the, I don't know, usually when I have a good team, I do well. Like, I don't, I, I don't know that I've ever yeah. had, like, a time where I was a top seed going in and got eliminated the first week, you know. Um, but it happens. You know, you just run Absolutely. into a buzzsaw. You run into a team that's got the hottest player. Um, it happens. And uh, I'm in a league where there are no playoffs, and I feel like, like it's, it's interesting. Like, you just play out to week 16. Um, and if they have to do tiebreakers, they, they readjust matchups for that last week. But hmm. it's no playoffs. You just play straight through, um, which is – it's it's interesting because it's different. I like to have that at least – You know, like a, at least a different league. And then they do something where transactions, basically like a drop ad is like 250 each way, right? So 250 okay. to drop, 250 to add. It basically becomes $5. That pot money gets split two-thirds and a third – to whoever had like the highest one week score and whoever had the second highest one week score, that money sometimes gets bigger than first place trophy, you know, like, um, and this way you're still playing for a big prize, even though you might not get in first place, which I think is an interesting way to keep people engaged because that pot money, like right now I'm at like 15 transactions, right? Like that's like 70 bucks. Okay. You know, like, um, now some people do more or less based on I guess how in you know how well they feel like they're doing or like I don't have a bad roster I've had to do a lot of ad drops because I have McCaffrey right and I've had to make sure that I bolster that missing position um, and with no playoffs playing for the highest one week is a is a fool's errand because you need to win right like you need to have a good roster um, and I'm at the point now where I'm six and one. So I have to keep making sure that I stay ahead of the game, you know, which means you're going to be more active. I wish I didn't spend that much in transactions only eight weeks through. But right now when you're eight weeks in, that's more than half of the, your fantasy season. Yeah. You want to be in contention right now. At least in Absolutely. for your leagues that have playoffs, you don't want to be on the outside. You don't, you don't want to be chasing. I have a league where I'm chasing. I'm not, I'm not exactly thrilled about it. 
but we'll fun. see. The quarterback was my was my bugaboo, if you will, all year. Um, and basically, we'll see if if I can string together some wins to get out from the outside looking in. Um, I'm in another league where it's a three receiver start. Um, full point per reception, three receiver start, and one flex position. I'm super loaded at receiver. Um, my running backs aren't bad, but I've been getting a lot of um, trade proposals that I'm not necessarily thrilled with because it's not like just because someone's on my bench doesn't mean I'm going to take less than. You know, if they're a good player, they're a good player. And I feel yeah. like people, when it comes to fantasy trades, just don't quite get it, you know. Um I'd rather, if the point is, is me taking a lesser player, then I'd rather not give you the player and not have to play against them. Right? True. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have enough depth. And it's not my job to make, to make your team better. It's your job to make your team better. It's not my job to take your, make your team better. And trades only work if both people feel like their team came out a little bit better afterwards. Always, always the case there. You know, everybody thinks that they're, uh, you know, GM of the year and they're going to they're going to pull out a superstar by giving up two players that aren't worth anything. The smartest guy in the room, Howie Roseman syndrome. He can't keep his job after this year, right? Speaking of which, how are your flowers growing? Are they being fertilized? They are not being fertilized. Uh, underneath the soil, is there growth? You know, I haven't broken out the shovel to check. Might want to do that. Yeah. Um, I have to be. I have to be honest with you, Bill. And I feel like I I harp on this guy, and it's not fully fair. But you can't you can't win on a regular basis in football without a good quarterback, and. I'm not sure that Hertz is going to be something that like where it's just a little bit better version of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think that his reads are late. His accuracy is, hasn't been very good and he doesn't have a strong arm. Not exactly great. Not a recipe for success. Great um, skill set for a quarterback. Now, some of those things can be cleaned up. Accuracy can get cleaned up. His reads being a little faster can get cleaned up. The arm strength can't. You don't need the biggest arm to be a successful quarterback. I think that we all know, right? Like Tom Brady doesn't have the biggest arm in football. You know, Jamarcus Russell had a huge arm. He didn't even play a full season as a starter and was out of the league in under three years. Um, It's not a necessity, but you have to have a certain level. Um, And I'm just not sure it's there, especially with the other flaws in this game. Um, That being said... I wish he could be coached up better, and I am zero, this, I have zero confidence in his coaching staff. This I, coaching I like staff has coaching done him staff. no favors. No, absolutely no none. None from the lack of the lack of a running game, a commitment to the running game, from just constant RPO calls. There's well, just, they throw they're not coached well. They're stupid. They're not coached well. Wide receiver screens and not really throwing running back screens. No. You know, that sideline pass, it only works if the quarterback can get it out with zip. We know like we know that Hurts doesn't have it, so call the game to his skill set, not to what you want his skill set to be. And amount from Carson Wentz. I would like I would have liked to see uh Peterson and you know, Peterson and him 
mesh. No, he this was guy, the, this guy Seriani, clueless. He was the casualty for the bad way that the uh, that management handled Wentz and Hurts. Doug Peterson right. paid the ultimate price for that. He's not well, responsible. I think he, he got he got, t- he got tired after a while of not shopping for the groceries, as Bill Parcells would say. We're not being having the full input, right? Like yeah. maybe yeah. you don't not make having the any. Final How about having not any input? How about that? Yeah. So I mean, I just don't see if if Lurie comes back with Roseman as GM, he's not committed to winning. Then he's, he's just not. Not then. He, then he's not committed to winning because he's coming That's back. It. He has he's the most not. job security of anybody in America. How can you say you're committed? So, for all intents and purposes, Sirianni probably doesn't come back for a second season, right? You think that's a fair statement? It's a fair statement, but I don't know if it's an accurate statement. Um, I, I think they have the yes man they want. This is a poor coaching choice for a guy who's just not ready. He's not ready. I'm not... Yeah. He's not I'm not going to sit a, here. There's a reason. There's a reason guys don't get interviewed more than more than we interviewed him. He didn't have any looks. And there were there were leaks that there were several head coaching candidates that didn't want to come here. I believe um, this, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers head coach he canceled an interview, if I'm not mistaken. So you and have that, and these and there's 32 of these jobs. In, in the world, in the world, and they're canceling interviews because they don't want to come here because it will ruin their career. What the general manager is capable of. So you have that issue. You have the poor drafting. Um, you have the lack of putting really a contender on the field, um, other than what three years, two years, yeah. one year, well, two, two, three years. Um, it should have been should have been longer. Basically, completely mismanaged a quarterback situation by taking. Look, again, I've been bashing Hertz, but my feeling with Hertz is they took a project player, fumbled that whole thing, had a had a player that's better, basically demand to be out. I can't say I blame him. Who's playing well? Um. For a project, and then you force that project into starting when you drafted him as a project. Uh, t- to what mirror what the Saints do with Taysom Hill? Uh, How many Super Bowls have they won in the last 10 years? I, with, the, I, with the great Taysom Hill. I don't, I just, it's, it's a, these are decisions I just don't understand. Um, it's very hard to win. Uh, again, at a regular clip and not have an elite quarterback. And typically we get a good feel, right? Like we knew, we know Kyler Murray, right? We know Joe Barrow are for the most part, you know, elite, they have elite ceilings. Um, Baker Mayfield, that's a player that that's more up to, for debate, right? Like we kind of know where these ceilings are on some of these guys pretty early, that no one really surprises us in year five and comes out of nowhere. No. Um, so I feel like I'm not going to say we know what Jalen Hurts' career is going to be, but it, the ceiling doesn't look all that high where we sit now. And you basically, when you make this decision, so now you've you've signed your franchise up to – probably take another quarterback next year 
and then it's another two years before you're ready really to be competing uh if if i were jeffrey joffrey lurie as i like to call him joffrey the villain in game of thrones i would dangle these three draft picks in front of the gm's face and get him in here and yeah wash wash your hands of the whole howie roseman absolutely thing. like it's it's been a decade of this guy it's... What, what what has he done he he had one Super Bowl, which is a great Super Bowl. I don't take nothing away from that, but it was a perfect storm for that Super Bowl to happen. It was a it was a Cinderella story a bit. It's not like that team was like a preseason darling. They were kind of underdogs in every game um, going through the playoffs. Now they won, so we're not again. We can't take anything away. They beat the teams in front of them. Could have been the luckiest thing to happen in all sports, to be honest with you. I think all championships for the most part have strokes of luck. So but that being said this there have been too many other there well there's been too many other bad seasons to say like we're just gonna keep going back to the well. This the there's, Super Bowl was the outlier. Well there's the just norm. Been so many bad decisions. Just bad decisions. When it comes to draft picks, when it comes to signings Filling positions, people walk, letting what people you let walk, and it's just, it's been bad. And I just think it's time to move on. You know, it's it, no matter how good someone may have been for you, there just comes a point where it get they. It's time. It is time. Agree. You know. So well, all I that being, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Unfortunately, for Eagles fans like myself. Well, eventually it has to happen, but. We'll we'll see we'll see what next year brings because they're not playing for this year. Obviously not. So um, I mean, so you're you're more an Eagles fan than I am, and then we'll move on to your picks. Looks like they're gonna have three first round picks. One of them probably in the top five. Where do you foresee? What positions do you foresee them using those picks on? Foresee them, or where would I use them? Where would you pick them? And then where would we'll I do pick where, them? Yeah. I, you would think you would have to pick a quarterback if he's there, because I don't I don't trust that Jalen Hurts is the guy, but I would build along the lines. You're going to need offensive linemen. You're going to need a defensive lineman, and a pe- a linebacker is a good thing to have. You know, clearly it's been hurting the the lack of of some linebacking talent. Um, I would I wouldn't be opposed to going all defense at this point, because you have some talent on the offensive end. You just need to coach them up. Like, yeah, I'm not some ready receivers. to give. I'm not, yeah, I'm not ready to give up on Rager. I love Devontae Smith. I like what I see out of Quez Watkins. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta rebuild that offensive line somehow. Eventually, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Isaac Salamalos, they are not getting any younger. Jason Kelsey, love him to death. No, but his he's retirement's a, coming. He's a retirement. Yeah, he's a retirement threat every year. So, so I mean, yeah, they got one in Landon Dickerson. They got a mulata, but you got to rebuild that, and you got to rebuild the defensive line because Brandon Graham's not getting any younger, and Ryan Kerrigan has as many tackles as I have this year. I I thought I thought we were getting more out of Fletcher Cox. Again, I don't want to sound like a broken record. He ain't getting any younger. There's holes. There's holes all over, and I believe what Andy Reid believed. Then you build along your offensive line game, and your in defensive line. That's where you win. One and, that's games one and long tried and true it's proven time and time again yep it's won and lost on the line 
So um, that's that's what I would do. I, I would build along the offensive lines and defensive lines and see where best available from them two two spots, and then maybe sprinkle in a linebacker for crazy purposes. Just so I don't have to hear the last linebacker taken in the first round was 1978 before I was even born, and I'm old as shit. <laughs> was Mike Mamula considered a, an outside edge rusher and not a linebacker? Mike Mamula was born after I was born. Uh, Mike Mamula was a defensive end. Thank you very much. Was he really? The, like, uh, I th- hey, Ray, Ro- Ray Rhodes can compare him to Charles Haley. That's all I remember. <laughs> Um, anyway, so uh, that's our Eagles talk for the day. Um, let's get into those picks. All right. Number one, the number one pick. We're going out to Hotlanta, and we're going to take Carolina on the road. A slight uh, road dog, if you will. Plus three is the plus three right now. Tough sledding so, for Carolina recently. Tough sledding. But I think uh, Matt Rule put a fire under Sam Donald's ass. You know, benched him in that big loss to the Giants. It's a week-to-week league. And I think the line is telling me to take Carolina. Because Atlanta should be a 4-5 or five favorite. They're only a 3 here. I mean, I think Sam Donald responds. Say what you will about them first three games where they went 3-0. You know, well, they could, there was a regression coming. We could all see it. But I think that it's what's clear is that offense is built through McCaffrey. Um, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's built through McCaffrey, and once he was gone, that offense has been in a tailspin. But the one thing that's been consistent for Carolina is their defense. And they got a great yeah. secondary, and I think it matches well with Atlanta. No, but they're in a situation that's similar to the Eagles where, like, your defense might be good, but if you keep putting them on the field, like that's where they get into troubles late in games when their defense gets tired. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, so we've got um, Carolina as the road favorite. No, road dog. No, road, road dog. dog. The, oh, the, road dog. The dog? Road, road dog. Road dog. Okay. They're, uh, they're plus three. That's the oh, official. Oh, they're plus three. I thought they were minus three. Okay. They're plus three. Plus three. So. That's basically a home field advantage, but yes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Basically, and, and, Vegas and, and, is saying it's an even-up game. Atlanta is not exactly world beaters, let's be honest here. No, no, not by a long shot. No. So that's that's who I like there, my friend. Okay, so uh, pick number two. Pick number two. We're going to uh, harken back to what we were discussing earlier. We're going to go Indianapolis Colts. Kind of all over the Colts this week, actually. This line jumped. All the sharp betters are on Indianapolis, which you go where the money is. This line opened at uh, Indianapolis like plus one, plus two, plus one, plus one and a half, I'd say. Now it's all the way up to Indianapolis minus three. Ooh, Tennessee, that's a Tennessee, big shift. It's a big shift. Tennessee's in for, I, I, this is going to be the key word this week, kids, the Pee Wee Herman word, regression. <laughs> Tennessee's ah! coming. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate one person getting jokes. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna get Mecca high, Mecca Heine ho out here to do you know scream about the word of the day. But Indianapolis at home, kind of like them in this spot here. Carson Wentz is playing well. 
Tennessee coming off of high, high victories against the Bills and uh, Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a home field advantage game. Also, the first game they played, it's a division game. First game they played, Carson Wentz was hurt. I think this was the game he had two broken ankles or something ridiculous. I think the Colts are more desperate this time coming in, and it's hard to beat a division rival twice in a season, as they say. I don't have the statistical proof to say that, but... Division games are always tough. Yeah. They're always tough. It's going to be like an under-type game. They're both two slow-moving offenses. I mean, I think they're both in the top ten of slow-moving. It's going to be a run, run-heavy run game. I wouldn't recommend taking the over in this game. But, I mean, Colts are hot. I mean, Titans are hot. But I, I just feel the line movement... I think the Colts pull this one out. The Colts are averaging 24 points a game, so I think they match up well here. Tennessee, despite the last two weeks, doesn't have a great, great defense. And no. I think they fall back to earth this week. But I'm putting it out there right now. Colts, not minus three. Colts bet the money line because we had a little bit of problem last week. Little, little, uh, little, little, little bit of controversy. A little, little bit of controversy. Little, Little two to one and a half action. So anything minus three or less, minus three, minus two, minus one, I I am putting a money line pick off there. It's gonna cost okay. thirty to forty dollars more for each hundred dollars, which would mean fifteen twenty if you're fifty dollar better. Spend the extra money, you don't have to do this. But do it responsibly. If you're favored. But <laughs> underdogs you take the points. You take the points and you run with them. So Carolina Plus three, you take the points. Colts, money line, since they're technically a minus three. Don't, don't, don't chance yourself on a late second field goal to win the game. Take the Colts, spend the, spend the extra little dough there. Grab the Colts on the money line, people. Please. I don't want any controversy. And no I'm not doing end ones. <laughs> um, so uh, pick three. Pick three. This this kind of self-explanatory. Let's go Bengals-Jets. I mean, do we really have to delve into the Jets here? Uh, no Corey Davis. No, they're going to be starting Joe Flacco. I think I think they're not starting Joe Flacco. They're starting Mike White, isn't it? Isn't his name Mike uh, White? Oh, I thought that they brought in Flacco to start him. They did, but I mean, I don't think they could throw him out there on a whim, can they? Uh, well, I mean, didn't he play here? Like, uh, I guess new coach. New coach, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I enough. think it. I'm I'm reading the Bengals open as four and a half favorites, and now they're nine and a half. So I'm 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 guessing four and a half. What was with uh, the was Zach, Flacco Zach line Wilson. or Zach Wilson? Zach, well, yeah, Zach Wilson before he got hurt or before he was ruled out. So Jets are an awful, awful team. They're, Cincinnati yeah, they're... flying flying high right now. I mean, it could could be one of them games where, you know, Jets backdoor you. But I think at 10.5, I think it's two touchdown or more game. I don't think it'll, that this outcome should not be in question. I mean, they, they gave up 54 points to New England's offense. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not that's what do you think Jamar, What do you think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd are going to do? I'm hoping, mixing Joe Mixon, probably. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it's a big mix in 
because because he's on my fantasy team in a league. I had Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it might so be. So I'm mix I'm hoping much. I'm hoping Mixon eats. I I'm hoping be the Bengals get up twenty-one nothing and they run Mixon not in the ground because I need them for the year, but I hope it's a heavy Mixon week. I would I, really, I would really not do. be shocked. I would not be shocked. Um, as I mean, Jamar Chase in two leagues was is probably my best like quote unquote big bet that I've made in fantasy in a while. Um, as Danny Green once said, "Crown your ass." <laughs> So, but I do think that this is going to be more uh, a mix and week than a than a throw the ball. I mean, they threw the ball everywhere last yeah. week. And so, this, is a, this is a defense that can't stop the ball. It's an offense that can't move the ball. I mean, the Bengals could play down in their opposition. I don't foresee Joe Burrow doing that. Joe Burrow's used to blowing teams out, playing for LSU. I, this. This is as close to a gimme. I mean, if you're in a survivor pool, take the Bengals all day if you have them left. I see this as a bigger mismatch than the other mismatches, such as Bills-Dolphins, because that's a division game. So that's – and Rams-Texans. I see this as the biggest matchup, a, a mismatch of the, of week. the week. Bengals, Bengals-Jets. Okay. I, I can't I can't bet against the Jets enough, as a matter <laughs> of fact. I, they're, they're the worst team in the league. Um, let's move on. We're going to another division game, and I like this one. I like this one. I like all of them, but I like the Steelers getting points against the Browns. Steelers plus four, so you're plus four as we went to air. I looked all these lines up, so Panthers plus three. Yeah, so. We got the Pittsburgh coming off of a uh, bye week, so they got more time prepared. Cleveland's banged up. Mayfield's banged up. He's probably going to gut himself to play. I'm not sure if that's the right decision because I watch that injury. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty. And I like Mike. It's a revenge game for Pittsburgh since they got their doors blown off in the playoffs last year. I I I think this Steelers team's going to rally around and win this division game. I really, really do. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you got Nick Chubb returning. You have May- Mayfield returning. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup to see how healthy they actually are. So I can see why you're going um, the Steelers here. Um, I and think they just their, their, their defense, I think, is underrated. Pittsburgh. I mean, they just. I mean, Geno Smith was throwing the ball, but they did keep Lockett and Metcalf kind of quiet. Yeah, it's gonna. Their their defense is not bad. It's really more or less, you know, Ben. <laughs> um, and, and Cleveland barely stopped Teddy Bridgewater last week. I, I just think a division game, revenge factor, and is Nick Chubb for sure coming back? I believe that he's expected to return. I still, I still like the Steelers here. It's a Mike Tomlin fire and brimstone type speech type week. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Tom, Tomlin coming off a of bye every week. Nami. Yeah, Nick Chubb is returning. Nick Chubb is. He's not. Yeah, he doesn't even have a injury designation. Okay. All right. Well, good for him and good for his fantasy owners. 
but it doesn't doesn't change the pick, my friend. We're taking Fair the Steelers enough. and Steelers and the points in the division division battle. Okay, so let's move on. We're going on the road. Another road dog. Ladies and gentlemen, at... boys and girls, children of all ages. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're gonna go to Patriots, buddy. I like this Patriots. I like this spot for the Patriots on the road against the LA Chargers. And if you ain't down with that, they are also getting four and a half. Okay. I I just I like the way their defense matches up. The Patriots here. Uh, Eckler a little banged up too. I think Char- uh, Chargers hat Chargers have struggled. They're zero and six straight up and against. Against the spread against the Patriots, so Belichick does well against this team. Chargers haven't won against New England since 2008. I say what you will about the Patriots and the Jets game, but they did hang up 54 points. I mean, who who wouldn't love to play the Jets every Sunday? But they're three and zero, three three win three game win streak for New England. So. I just think Mac Mac Jones might be the best best rookie this year. I mean, this year, that? this year yeah. probably. Um, I don't know if that's going to hold, um, but this year probably just again. I look. I don't think that Matt Nagy's doing uh, Justin Fields any favors, and I don't know how much more we're going to see a Trey Lance. I, I personally, that's another coach in San Francisco that probably shouldn't survive the off season. Um, if I was the GM in San Francisco, I wouldn't be happy with how the coach is handling Ayuk. I wouldn't be happy with how he's handling Trey Sermon, and I wouldn't be happy about how he's handling Trey Lance. I also wouldn't be wouldn't be happy about how he's handled other receivers in the past that have gone on and maybe not been great, but gone on and had some productive time. Um, I just think that um, Kyle Shanahan. I don't know why the expectations are that like these guys who look like they have talent just can't get on the field for this guy. And they're not winning games. So it's not like no. they're sitting and better players are just getting more opportunities. They're, they're You're sitting these guys and you're losing. It's not a good look. Absolutely but not. That being but said. I mean, I mean New, New, New England, you know, so sidetrack here. Yeah. Uh, New England has been really competitive, even all but one of their four losses. I mean, they lost in overtime to Dallas, lost in two points to Tampa Bay, one point to Miami. I mean, they're not an awful team, despite the despite the record. And Belichick just kind of owns the Chargers. You know, that's 13 years they haven't won. Yeah, but the I mean, like, uh, point taken, you know, like, I'm not, sometimes there's just trends that you can't explain because it's not like it's the same Chargers players or coaches. You know, but sometimes it just is. So, uh, what do we have after the New England pick? So, uh, not like they have the same players, not like they have the same coaches, but sometimes trends are just trends, right? We can't explain them, they just are. And you're getting four and a half here. So... You're, yeah. you're, you're getting points. Got to go with the getting points stuff. So uh, after we go New England over uh, Los Angeles, what do we have final next pick. on tap? Okay. Final, final, final pick. Vikings 
They are minus three. I'm going to pick the money line. Vikings money line. We're not leaving it up to chance this time, folks. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be pretty. Word of the week. Word of the week. Regression. Cowboys regressing back no, to form this week. No Dak. No Dak. I believe Dak is not expected to play. Well, this makes it all better then. I, I thought he was a game time decision. I believe he's not expected to play. If you're not even familiar after, with even, the, even after the bye week? If you're not familiar with the sleeper app, I do recommend you download it. Um, okay. I'm pulling it up now. Um, it's a good way to get breaking news, but I believe the expectation is that Dak is Yeah, so um Nine hours ago, sounds like Cowboys are going to start Cooper Rush. Um, well, then, then I would recommend you go all over Minnesota ASAP. Money line, money line, money line. So, uh, Vikings had a good defense. I mean, I mean, I think they match. They definitely match up well with the Cowboys now. And they're they're a more desperate team. I mean, if you remember Minnesota. They lost that tight one to Arizona, and they lost another field goal game. They're they're a couple breaks away from being five to one. I mean, you could say that about a lot of teams, but Vikings are on a four game winning streak right now. Aside from a bad offensive showing, you know, against Cleveland, like it was a fourteen seven ugly game. Their three losses are combined like eleven points, and the defense have given up. 17 points in three three of the last four overall games. Yeah, and they they are built really, even though they've got good receivers, they're, Cook's back. He's supposedly back to full Cook health. Cook is back. Cook they're, is back, yeah. They're built to run the ball and keep the ball out of the other team's hands. You know, like, um, so it's not crazy for them to hold, right? You have a good defense and a good running back. You You can dictate pace of play. And I and I think Dallas is relying heavily on turnovers. That's not going to happen every week. It's like, it and and you want to talk about regression, much, you know, like right. that's what I mean. You can't live on that end of a lightning bolt forever. You can't you can't you know bank on three turnovers a game. I mean, Diggs is making up for some of his mistakes. He's you also know? making up for like years of like like they're getting all of the years of losing the turnover battle like last year is all coming yeah. together in half a season. You know, like this is like an over stack correction. Eventually it's going to balance out. It's bound to balance out. That's that's the thing. And I think Minnesota needs to win more. You know, they're both coming off the of bye weeks. So under the lights, Halloween night, Minnesota money line pick. ML. ML. So that is the six-pack of picks from the Parlay Prince. Do we want to run those picks down real fast? We're going to run them back. We're going to run them back. Steelers plus four. Patriots plus four and a half. Steelers plus four. Patriots plus four and a half. Colts money line. Bengals minus ten and a half. Carolina Panthers plus three. Vikings money line pick. Those are your six pack. Parlay Prince, William Marley. Anthony picks. <laughs> Week eight. Week, Week eight. eight. Here we go. Here well, we go. We've been doing go. this for f- five weeks. So the record stands at 16 and 14. 
So, so you're still on 15, the positive. 15, 14, and 1, but I'm going 16 and 14. 16, 14 means we're still on the positive here. So if you bet all the games, right, that's how these guys do it, right? It's like if you yeah. bet every game, then you're on the plus side. So bet um, responsibly. Bet, bet responsibly. Don't put in the pot what you can't afford to lose. Um, we'll be back. You and I will be back next. Please air on Saturday. Next Saturday to give week nine picks. Um, yeah, and 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 here we are. Here we are. The season is getting to be halfway over. And if you're a you're a UFC guy, want to do some early morning action tomorrow? I strongly recommend Andre Petrowski, local guy. He's a minus two forty favorite right now. I strongly recommend uh, if you if you get this early. He's a Saturday morning. Yeah, well, Saturday I usually put these up at Dhabi. like. Yeah, I usually these usually get posted at like six a.m. So if you're one of those six a.m. listeners. I'll uh, and, I'll post the I'll post the UFC picks on the on the thing on the on the social meds on the on the social meds as well. If you okay, wheel. if you wheel, so that's what we got for you guys tonight or this morning. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'll be back Wednesday and Thursday for fantasy talk. Um, no, I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday for fantasy talk. Saturday for uh, betting picks. I think the later we go into the week for betting picks, the better because of we want to be the most accurate with the line come kickoff as we can Bingo. be. Bingo, Absolutely. bango, bongo. Um, yeah, and then it's um, rolling into the twilight of this season. So until next time, guys. Later on.